Which player has gained the most value in Superflex Dynasty Leagues over the past month? We're talking about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, it's Wednesday. We're talking dynasty player value, and today's today's topic just reminds me how quickly player value does change in dynasty leagues. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, the league is ever changing, and there's always, you know, you wouldn't think one rookie class would have such a huge influence or change so much over the course of the year, but it does, and has a ripple effect. And then quarterback injuries left and right, and you really have to stay on top of it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I have noticed a a trend in in my dynasty leagues and conversations on Twitter that dynasty managers are uh, becoming less patient. You know, we we used to uh, we used to draft those rookies and really didn't even have expectations of them for the first year necessarily in in a lot of cases. And uh, you know, now we're we're giving up on guys like Quentin Johnston within a handful of games or six or eight weeks. And I kind of get it because we've seen so many examples of these players struggling early and never panning out. And, and there's, there's examples on both sides of this, uh, of this issue, but um, it it feels like once we, once we see enough or, or don't see enough in some cases uh, we're, we're ready to move on. So I think, I think that's part of what is, growing to, uh, you know, changing this, uh, the sense of player value changing so rapidly impacting that. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's mostly a good thing. I think dynasty players are, are getting better, uh, at this. Yeah. I do think there are some that are too rash, you know, a little bit of patience isn't a terrible thing. And, Maybe that's just society as it is now. It's a microwave society, you know, where somebody has two or three bad games and get rid of them, you know, and these rookies have a hard time adjusting. But the other key is, and I agree with everything you said, but the other key is there's just so much information out there now. There's so many great sites, so many great analysts, I mean, so much information, you know, I didn't know what yards per route run was five years ago, let alone 10, you know? Great point, and I'm glad you said that because on this show, uh, we talk so much uh, about and pull so much information from Dynasty League football. We use their their ADP, their uh, trade analyzer and trade finder tool, and and of course, I obviously have an allegiance to DLF. But we also, as you just said, realize there's there's a lot of great information out there, and yeah, when they're come when it comes to player value. There's a lot of great information, a lot of great sites out there. We're, we're branching out a little bit and taking a look today at uh, the information found over at Keep 
keeptradecut.com and we have referenced their work before. If you're not familiar with Keep Trade Cut, first of all, you definitely should be. Go check them out right now. Uh, Keep Trade Cut is is essentially a uh, it's a dynasty site that it, it has rankings, it has ADP, it has uh, trade tools, and, and and you know tons of great resources. But it's all crowdsourced. You know, if you if you go to keeptradecut.com right now, you'll get a pop up window with three players asking you which one you want to keep which one you would trade, which one you would cut. It's essentially a way to rank three players. Number one, number two, number three. Keep is number one. Trade is number two. Cut is number three. Which one do you want the most, the least? And it it feeds all of that information into their system to create these rankings, these trade tools. And, and it's a really it's a really good resource. And, um, yeah, it is. you know, like DLF, like uh, any other site, it's it's got its flaws and it's got its detractors as well. I have heard a lot of people say that keep trade cut is too reactive to, um, to what we see on, on Sundays, right? That player Hmm. value is changing too much. And I understand that. Um, I understand that, that criticism, but at the same time, this is the, the dynasty community, at least a portion of the dynasty community completing the these questions and and um and feeding into this data so i understand i understand those criticisms but it's just another piece of the puzzle and it's a piece of the puzzle that we're going to look at today Uh, one of the uh, great pieces of information they share is top five risers and fallers over the past month. And that's exactly what we're going to focus on today. I mentioned earlier, who is the top riser in dynasty super flex leagues? This one probably is not a big surprise. Who, who would you think it would be? Who's gained the most value over the past month in super flex leagues, Matt? Over the last month, gotta be a quarterback, right? It's gotta be a quarterback. You got it. Any any good young quarterbacks playing well lately that you can think of? I mean, I guess Stroud's the obvious one, but my the only reason I hesitated was I bet one month ago he was still pretty hot. You know, I mean, he's been hot all year. It's not like it's a new thing. That's true. That's true. It it yeah, is. That's CJ why Stroud, I didn't jump to the yeah. Okay. Yeah, CJ Stroud is the top riser, top value gainer, according to Keep Trade Cut over the past month, and uh, you know you could check DLF keep trade cut anywhere else. I think that's probably, uh, they're all probably going to be in line with that. No argument there from us, but here's what's interesting. Um, CJ Stroud, according to KTC is the quarterback four in dynasty. currently. So you've got, you've got Mahomes, Hurts, Allen. So he hasn't broken into that. Lamar. Right. (laughs) Wow. Right. So then you've got Stroud at four. Uh, followed by Herbert, Lamar, Burrow, and Richardson, and, uh-huh. and, and the rest of the gang there. But we've talked about Stroud, obviously, and, and everybody has talked about Stroud as an obvious riser. And the conversation goes to how high can he climb here? Well, in this case, he's he's overtaken Burrow, Lamar, and Herbert as the quarterback four. So, Matt, is that a case for you that – feeds into that criticism that maybe maybe we are reacting too much maybe we're valuing him too highly just based on the past few games a little i mean i have no problem with him over burrow burrow's injured he's out for the year 
he's had significant injury issues since coming to the league. And that scares me without question for Burrow. Lamar, I would have ahead of him. I mean, I know Lamar's fantasy numbers aren't great, but his play is great. His team is great. I just think he's been a little unlucky in the fantasy world that they're going to come and his history shows that he's a monster fantasy guy. I probably would take Herbert still over Stroud just because we've been doing this a long time and Mm -hmm. rarely does a quarterback burst on the scene and never stub his toe. You know what I mean? Like some defensive coordinator is going to come up with something Stroud doesn't like and he'll probably overcome it. But these aren't just linear climbs where you just get better and better every week. (laughs) Usually take a step back at some point and it could come any second now. That's fair. We we do talk another theme that we always talk about on the show is buying back years. If you can get a similar or, or certainly even better production from a younger player, you should do that. And when I look at season long numbers right now, CJ Stroud, based on fantasy points per game, is the quarterback five. Uh, 20.3 fantasy points per game. He's just behind Justin Herbert but he's about two points ahead of Lamar Jackson. Obviously Stroud is younger than, than both of these guys. Um, And you talked about Jackson's team. Are Jackson's weapons better than Stroud's? I mean, we're talking Stroud has Dale Collins Schultz kind of a weak running game. Uh, Lamar Mm -hmm. has, Andrews obviously went healthy and Zay Flowers and uh, Odell and Bateman eh? and a weak right, running right. game. No, I think I, think I would he, take Houston, especially today. I, I think even with Andrews in the mix, if you're talking about a best case mm-hmm. situation or if you're talking about next year, I think you could argue that the Texans have a better supporting cast for Stroud than than what we see with Lamar Jackson, which is – uh, th- that's another one of those things we wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have expected that or wouldn't have said that um, a, a few months ago. But that's where we are now. So I'm I'm like you when I first saw the quarterback four number, it, it kind of surprised me. I, I thought that was probably too aggressive. The more I think about it, I, I'm not sure it is. And I think at the very least, Stroud is in that tier. If you prefer Herbert or Lamar, that that's fine, of course but I think he's in that group with those guys. I do too. I think that's absolutely fair. He's an elite thrower of the football. I don't think Nico Collins and Tank Dell are something that Stroud created either. I think they stand alone as very good receivers. Right. Totally agree. We do have, uh, we've got four other risers we're going to talk about in the dynasty space. According to keep trade cut, you might notice uh, some, a theme with those guys after the CJ Stroud conversation. We'll get to those other names next. So folks, I've told you before DoorDash is Huge in the Williamson household. And the biggest reason is, hey, I like to eat, you know, like just like anybody else. I'm a big guy. I can put it away. But my son is 17. My daughter's 15. And they're growing like weeds. And we can't keep food in the house. And especially before my son got his license, we would get DoorDash often, you know, and they would get tons of it from all the local places, chains. Then we realized, you know, you can get 
um, you know, soda and groceries and things like that as well. Not just, you know, local chains or fast food, but you can do all that. You can certainly get wings and pizza. And my son and I, even since he's been like six years old, all day Sunday, we don't leave the house. You know, we're glued to the TV. He's not running out to get his food. We're going to get DoorDash delivered all the time. I mean, chips, nachos, anything like that, groceries, even retail stuff. I haven't done that yet, but I mean, you can get that sort of stuff delivered as well. Appetizers, tailgates, you know, if you want to do that as well, you know, it's phenomenal. So get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Then you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, LOCKED23. That's subject to change. Terms do apply. So again, that's 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more. Use our code LOCKED23. Terms do apply. Now, I've also told you guys about PrizePix, and PrizePix has been very good to me. I've made definitely made some cash with prize picks. And my favorite part about it is it's not me versus a bunch of sharks or some algorithm where people put in a ton of entries. It's just me versus the number, you know, I mean, uh, Travis Kelsey, is he going to get more than 75, you know, receiving yards, oh, you know, pick the more or less or whatever. Um, it's really simple to play with prize picks. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Really quick withdrawals, which is important to me, and not all these places have such things. Easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types. It's the number one daily sports app right now going. Um, prize packs, they, are, they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. I always take advantage of Taco Tuesday. Every Tuesday, prize picks discounts player discounts select player projections up to 25% to present even more value. Um, they have... Offers now quick and easy deposits into your account. So that's also very important to me. So I've been using prize picks now for years and I love it. And I urge you to go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use our code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. That's like $300. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Matt, we were talking Dynasty Risers, and we're using KeepTradeCut.com as our resource today. CJ Stroud, the top Dynasty Riser over the past 30 days uh, in, in those Superflex leagues. No real surprise there. I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised at the next uh, riser either. It's his teammate, Tank Dell. Hmm. But similar to the conversation that we had about CJ Stroud, I'm, I'm not – not shocked at all that CJ Stroud, I'm, I'm sorry, that Tank Dell is a significant riser in the dynasty spot uh, space. I am a little surprised that he is the wide receiver 11 in Keep Trade wow. Cuts database. 11 overall is Tank Dell. Just for reference here, we've got Jefferson and Chase at the top, Lamb, St. Brown, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jalen Waddell. Devontae Smith, those are your top 10, Tank Dell at 11. So that puts him ahead of Brandon Ayuk, Jordan Addison, Puka Nakua, Stefan Diggs, Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. 
Uh, you'll notice a lot of rookies. We've got a span. We've got five rookies there in a span of uh, about eight players in that wide receiver, uh, low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two range. DK Metcalf, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore. We don't have to go much further. What do you think about this, Matt? Little Rich. I mean, I love the player. I mean, I, I think yeah. he is consistent. I think he can attack at all levels. He can be a PPR machine. He can be the big play guy. We just talked about his quarterback, who's great. But over Brandon Ayuk, uh, I mean, I don't know that I can go there. I mean, I think he'd probably be, those names you listed, I think he'd be 14-ish for me, not 11, 15-ish, something like that. Uh, Looking at fantasy points per game with a minimum, let's say a minimum of five games here that, that, uh, that keeps Justin Jefferson in the pool. Where do you think? Where do you think Tank Dell would rank this season? P, uh, fantasy points per game, with a minimum of five games played. Eighth. He's twelfth. He's wide receiver twelve. Okay. Uh, over sixteen uh, and a half fantasy points per game. He's just behind Puka Nakua, DJ Moore, but he's ahead of. Ayuk, who he's who he's ahead of Physics. in these rankings, uh, ahead of Pittman and 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 Smith. So again, if you can yeah, get it, you strong can go with the younger option. Now that said, Tank Dell is not not necessarily as young of an option as you might think. He is an old rookie, twenty four years old already. So even when comparing him to Puka Nakua, he's he's a year and a half older than Puka. He's. Uh, He's nearly three years older, I guess two and a half years older than Jordan Addison. So don't always think rookie is is young. Um, less, you know, he he's older than Chris Olave, older than Garrett Wilson. Um, he is the same age as Amon Ross St. Brown. Wow, but he's really good. He's really good. That's what we know. He is. Yeah, we do know. That. I I don't think I would have him at eleven, but I think I would have him somewhere in that like top 18 range. So I don't think this is way off. Uh, and I don't think I would argue with it too much at this point. Would you take him over DK Metcalf who you mentioned? Uh, I, I don't, honestly, I don't think that's even a conversation right now. Okay, I didn't either. Been, yeah. He's been so disappointing. I'm starting yeah. to think DK Metcalf might be suiting up for a different team next year. Um, it, it, things don't seem routine. great there. I, yeah, you wonder yeah. if Geno Smith's going to be the quarterback there next year. I think we could see some big changes in Seattle. Obviously, they have JSN. Uh, I was going to say waiting in the wings. That's almost a uh, you know almost unfair uh, description considering his uh, improvement over the past few weeks. So, but yeah, I definitely want Tank Dell over over DK. Matt, let's roll through the rest of these risers really quickly. Uh, We focus so much on the Texans, rookie uh, stars. Riser number three, Trey McBride. He's up to tight end six. I'm totally on board with that uh, right now. I don't have a problem with that one. Do you want Trey McBride or Kyle Pitts, Matt? McBride. The Cardinals are coming to Pittsburgh this week, and I've dug into them unbelievably heavy. And I liked Bride McBride a lot last week. Now I like him even more. He's pretty darn good and gets volume. Trustworthy. 
not like Laporta that. Hawkinson <laughs> Kincaid. Yeah. Laporta Hawkinson Kincaid as the wide receiver three, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and Trey McBride. Those are your top five from KTC. I'm on board with that as well. Um, yeah, couple other guys here. Keaton Mitchell, riser at number four. He's up to the running back 29. And we had to squeeze one more Houston Texan in there, Noah Brown, who went from uh, essentially a zero when it comes to dynasty value to uh, a fantasy starter worthy, uh, really because of the offense and because of the play of CJ Stroud there. So he's, he's on the board. Stroud, Dell, Noah Brown plus McBride and Keaton Mitchell. Those are your risers. Matt, we still have to talk fallers. We're going to do that next. So I would have killed for something like LinkedIn jobs when I was in the scouting world and the NFL world and the college world where you could just have such a community that would work. You know, be able to get you know, your name out there for teams to see and everything you can offer. And LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free, which is unbelievable. Uh, It isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's amazing. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that might not have the time and resources to hire. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Matt, we have been focused on the Dynasty Risers, which includes C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell. Let's move over and talk Fallers, uh, because those names are interesting. Also, it starts with Cooper Cup, who is the biggest Faller on the list here. And I get it. I get it. We, we've had multiple injuries now this season, uh, and uh, along with just honestly some average play. Of course, part of that kind of lined up with uh, Matthew Stafford being out of the lineup. It, that obviously hurt uh, her Cooper Cup as well as Puka Nakua and, and uh, the rest of that offense. Cooper Cup is down to wide receiver 27 overall, and that feels about right. I mean, you look at the guys ahead of him, Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Nico Collins. I wouldn't argue with any of those names. In fact, yeah, I could maybe see him falling a little further. Josh Downs, Rashi Rice coming up fast behind him, along with George Pickens. What do you think about Cup's placement here? 
Yeah, and you mentioned earlier, you know, hey, Dell's a little older than you think. Well, Cup's a lot older than you think. I mean, and mm. he's had a lot of wear and tear in his body. The other thing we never mentioned with him is his style of play and how they use him is almost fullback tight end-esque. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he comes yeah. crashing down on DNs and linebackers. and Very physical, for isn't sure. Long for the, yeah, might not be long for the world, you know. He is uh, is over 30 years old, about 30 and a half uh, is Cooper Cup. So, you know, 30-year-old receivers don't suddenly gain value very often, at least. Um, so if he's, right. if he's down in this range, mid mid 20s um he, he's not gonna he's not gonna suddenly climb back up into the wide receiver one range this is this is where we're going to see him uh yeah. follower number two jimmy garoppolo no real surprise there when you're uh, talking yeah. super flex obviously you lose your job you're gonna fall off in a major way number three though is more interesting conversation to me and it's george pickens uh who is down to wide receiver 30 i just mentioned that name he's behind cooper cup I'm I'm a little surprised to see Pickens on here. I, I mean, I know the Steelers offense has, has been disappointing. Obviously, make the changes there with Matt Canada and and uh finally have a a little bit of a breakthrough game with the offense looking a little bit better last Sunday. I didn't think Pickens would be a faller to this magnitude. And I don't hundred percent agree with it, and it's not because I'm just a Steeler guy. Um, one thing that really worries me about Pickens that has become very clear is his well, his use his production, his usage is much worse when Deontay's healthy. You know, I mean that's a, over a pretty good stretch of games now where Johnson's the one, Pickens is the two. Because when Johnson was out, Pickens was clearly the one. And I thought that would be more evenly based once Johnson returned. Yeah. I've been wrong about that. But I also think the coordinator change is massive. And Pickens is not a very developed route runner. A lot of goes, not a lot of in-breaking routes. But when he did it, and I sat there and I watched every training camp practice, they practiced that a ton with him. He's good at it. I think the new coordinator could get him more involved with those type of things, which leads to more after the catch. So I would probably buy Pickens at running or at wide receiver 30. Yeah, I would as well. At that price. Um yeah, this this is probably a conversation for another time or maybe just a longer conversation. Uh, but what's up with what's up with these two and their attitude? I mean, they, they both seem to have kind of a chip on their shoulder. We heard about the Deontay Minka issue. Uh, Pickens is always I don't want to say a problem, but he's been on the edge of being a problem. Uh, Deontay Johnson, yeah. you see you see the fumble the other day and he just kind of watches you know, everybody else react and did not seem interested at all in, in making a play there. What's, what's that? This, this feels a little Claypool ish with both of these guys. Uh, Going back to Antonio Brown. I mean, they they haven't had a normal receiver in a hundred years. And to be honest, I think it's a Steeler thing. And here's why is I think, and I don't know, this is a fact. I mean, I would say this if I covered the Niners or the bears, but I think Tomlin thinks I can manage egos and attitudes at that position and I can take Pickens in the second round instead of the first or Antonio Brown in the eighth round or eight sixth round instead of the third because they have warts slash red flags and I'll just manage it I got a great history of doing it 
they don't use first round picks on receivers. They use day two ones on them and get first round pick production out of them more often than not. You know, Juju, all these guys. I mean, they're not all bad people, but they seem to be big personalities. We'll call them. Okay. I, I don't know. You just, yeah. you, you started to see it with Claypool. And I mean, we said on here. Oh, yeah nine months or a year before it happened that Claypool is not long for this team. And, and uh, you know, as, as he started to struggle that that made that decision easier for the Steelers to move on from him. And I don't know, just, just start to wonder if uh, the same thing will happen to eventually uh, to one of these guys, if not both of them could be uh, last two followers here, Matt cam acres again, no surprise there, Darren Waller uh, uh, down to tight end 20. No surprise and no argument with those guys. Really good conversation pretty harsh here. Pretty Waller, but yeah. <laughs> pretty harsh well, for Waller, but I get it. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, tied in 20. Me, I, you know, what have you done lately? I get it too, right. Uh, yeah. Great great resource here again, keeptradecut.com. Keep checking out DLF, but check out KTC as well. Good stuff there and a, uh, a totally different perspective uh, than maybe we're used to. It was it, This was a fun exercise, Matt. That is going to do it yes. for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.